The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. There's this, you know, woman in neon clothes that walks right in front of our car. You said in private, partial neon clothes. Yeah, wasn't a lot. She of almost had on some yeah, clothes. Yeah, she almost had some clothes on. And I said to my wife, I got my workout clothes on, and I just kind of did that, you know, kind of made a joke. And my wife said, I'm glad you noticed her. It's like I almost ran her over. I mean, I, of course I, I noticed her. Sean T. Feldon and Craig Gross examined what women should understand about men and their visual nature next. I'm Betty, and this is James. And you wanted to do the introduction because we're talking about sex, right? I thought I should say something in the whole show, so that's it. <laughs> now listen to me. Please listen. One of the most beautiful, awesome gifts God ever gave to human beings is sex between a man and a woman. But right now, there is an all-out assault on every beautiful thing God does, on life, the essence and meaning of life, relationships, marriage, family, the church, everything's being attacked. We have a very courageous twosome here, a pastor of a church, an outreach that he calls the Triple X Church. He said, boy, that's off to a really good start. <laughs> you just lost half your audience. Right there. Now, come, on, come on back in, listen to me. He's, he's, he actually brought a, an active porn star here so you could hear why she was doing what she was doing. And we led her to Christ right after. And she's never gone back into that world. She became a new person right here. Because God wants to reach everybody. Well, we have Shante Feldman, and she is an incredible research writer, communicator, and Craig Gross, the one that uh, is the pastor of that church. Here is the title of their book. And I'm telling you, this, I, I think it's like you just wish every church leadership and people read it and then would understand the importance of it. Through a man's eyes, helping women understand the visual nature of men. And you, you see that, mm -hmm. right? And, and you and I have talked about it, We've correct? Many times. Yeah, and so I noticed beauty. Right? You do too, though, right? You do too. All right, here's the deal. We can talk about it. See, who would talk? We're still friends. Now, the problem with most people don't talk. I want you to welcome this very courageous couple, and we're going to try to cover as much ground in this program and another one to try to help people who are really trapped oftentimes and defeated in areas where they should not be, and we ought to be able to deal with it. Would you welcome Shante and Craig to life today? Glad to see you. Thank you. All right. Tough subject. Let, let, me, let me just give them a few of the chapter titles. <laughs> All right, here you go now. You really need to get the book. I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. You want it, we'll send it to you. That's how much we love you. Okay, we will ask you, let's help together feed some kids that need some food, okay? But listen to the chapter titles. What men see? What do they see? Why men are so visual? Why are men so visual? Do you agree they are? Yes. I'm not the only one, right? You're convinced there are others. It's not just me. You told me there were others. No. <laughs> I'll tease it. I'll tease it. No, that was good. How about that? 
right, just because they want to look doesn't make them jerks. You ladies got that? And because they may look. They mean they're a jerk, okay? May call us some other things, but not a jerk. <laughs> the internal outcome of external attraction, different men, different draw, nixing the knee jerk and not missing the point, every woman's response, the wife's response, the mom's response, living in hope, and frequently asked questions. I actually went back and glanced those questions. I think, dear God. <laughs> but that's what they ask. Okay, Shanti, since you're this research person, you know all about the brain, <laughs> the male and the female brain, and you know you've written these great books and stuff. All right, clue us in. So it turns out that God wired men and women completely differently in some areas. Not in others, but this is one of those areas that he created men and women to process the sights that we see in our culture completely differently. And every day, men are seeing sights in public that were only supposed to be seen in private. And the way that the male brain actually processes that is completely different than the way the female brain does. It turns out, you know how you as a woman Mm -hmm. and, and probably the ladies in the audience, you know how you see an attractive man and you just, you think to yourself, huh, he's an attractive man. He looks nice. Yeah. He's dressed nice. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah, that's right. kind of it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And for men, it turns out that's not it. And because what happens is there's actually a center in the back of the brain. It's a very gut level involuntary kind of center. You know how you don't think about breathing, you just do it. Same kind of function in the male brain. When he sees those sights, the commercial, with the, the woman in the skimpy outfit and it's just flashed up on the TV and gone, right? Or the w girl walking across the, the parking lot with the, the booty shorts or, you know, all those things. There's a center in the back of the male brain that lights up and it's the same center that lights up when, you know that feeling when you're really hungry and you walk into a room and you see food across the room and it's this gut level kind of biological response to that and then that, that's that center lighting up and then you think, oh wait, is anybody eating? Can I go over there and eat that food? Or no, I gotta stop. But that first response is completely involuntary. The same thing happens in the male brain when he sees those images that again, he was never supposed to see except of his wife. And then that after the center lights up, then the thinking centers kick in, the cortical centers at the front of the brain. And that's when he goes, wait, no, no don't think about that. Don't look there. Don't take tear that thought captive, look away. Or some men, they don't care about being honorable, right? Mm -hmm. Some men will look all they want and let their thoughts go wherever they're gonna go. But that's what we as women don't understand because it turns out that when we see an attractive man, that center in our brain doesn't light up. So millions of men every day are confronting these thoughts and especially in the church trying to be honorable, trying to confront those thoughts, tear them down. Don't think about that. Take that thought captive. Think about baseball scores. Think about my wife, you know, <laughs> think about whatever it takes. And we women are completely blind to the fact that our husbands and our sons are living in a minefield and all that that does we've got to wake up to this so you wake up and recognize that it's real yeah but do you see potential consequences if it's not dealt with appropriately and oh, and you you sure. seem to indicate in the book it's not dealing appropriately with it if you just make them feel like they're a jerk or you dirty yeah. old man you sorry person in other <laughs> words if you jump them like that I have found as I've talked to people yeah. for you know now decades that it actually seems to compound the problem when that's the approach. Am I right about that? Oh, certainly. Because, listen, Craig and I, when we started working on this project, I mean, he's been doing this in ministry for years. One of the things that we're very clear about is the man's 
choice is his choice, right? It's completely his responsibility, whether he takes the thought captive and looks away or whether he does something inappropriate with that, right? But we women need to understand the reason why some of those choices can be difficult sometimes, and as opposed to, well, of course he shouldn't be thinking that, of course he should just turn away, and understand the draw, and have compassion that men are living with a normal visual brain that God designed in a, what has become a very abnormal culture. Okay, Greg, jump in. She's really set the stage. <laughs> yeah. You know, people like me and you have these problems that we need some sympathy or understanding about, right? Yeah, and, and I think I don't wanna freak out too many women watching, uh, of course, to think, well, one, we're not excusing men, like Shanti just said. Two, just because you notice something doesn't mean uh, you're addicted. Doesn't mean it might just mean you're human. You know, I, I was telling you at, <laughs> at, at dinner, I I was leaving a donut store with my family, and uh, you know, I'm not thinking about what my wife's thinking. I just ate donuts. I got donuts stolen. I mean, there's this. You know, woman in neon clothes that walks right in front of our car. You said in private, partial neon clothes. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. She of almost had on some. Yeah, clothes. she almost had some clothes yeah. on. She had her workout outfit on, and she had her workout weights, and she had her headphones. And, and and the sad thing is, yeah, I could pull up that image just like it was yesterday. And and I said to my wife because she walked in front of our car, you know, I got my workout clothes on, and I just kind of did that, you know, kind of made a joke. And my wife said, I'm glad you noticed her. It's like I almost ran her over. I mean, I, of course I, I noticed her. And then immediately, and my wife says something about, well, I feel great, you know, like just ate donuts and, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. Women and men, and, and this book is written for women, but I think for what men need to, when men read this and, and they realize what that does, what that message right there, when you look and when you turn around or when you, what that message it sends to your wife, she's immediately thinking, I don't live up to that, I don't look like that. What's wrong with me? When maybe this has nothing to do with you. And, and so my wife and I had that conversation and she didn't come after me, but it wasn't, it you wasn't the easiest. Home. Yeah, because it was like, <laughs> hey, I, I've said now later going, hey, if, women, if you've noticed the woman in neon, your husband's already spotted her out. So mm -hmm. it'd be much easier. I mean, if we fast forward two years later, we're finished with this book and my wife had read it and we're on the beach this summer and my wife said, we're out there with our son and our daughter, and we're just casually you know, having a conversation. So she just says, so the beach is a pretty difficult spot for, for men. I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, well, then we're leaving. And, and it, it was just being aware. And we sat there and we talked, you know, as we have a daughter and we have a son, and you know, just, just noticing that and being aware of that, how we can communicate without just going, well, I saw you looking at him, I saw you. You know, don't be the detective. Um, but if you as a couple can have, like you said, you two can have those conversations yeah. without... Communicating with each, each yeah, other and key. how to deal with it in our relationship. How does that affect us? And, and, and to understand, and actually, in communication, James and, I said, James and I have said this so many times, we have to hear the heart yeah. of the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, some, and sometimes the hurt or the challenge or the battle. Yeah, whatever you, you know, One of the things you and I have talked about is that women notice, the be it's hard for a woman to be yeah. on the beach. 
You know, you yeah, saw the advertisements, get ready for yeah. summer, right. get ready, you know, right. to lose weight, take it off, you know, and then yeah. they're implying you're going to have very little clothes on because you've taken off so much. It's the way they're yeah. always promoting. But don't you think women notice women and actually oh, find absolutely. themselves comparing how that person looks? Or yeah, women maybe are a lot harder really on features. themselves than, the, yeah. than their husband or, or a oh, man and, would be, I think. They, and this they is sensitive. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't written a woman's book before, and it's probably not, you know, I'm not the, the softest <laughs> Sometimes, so you know, to have Shanti here, that's and we needed a male voice, but I would just try to say some normal things like, "Hey, women, men want to have visual images of you, and they're married to you." But immediately, for a woman's going, you know, we have this chapter talking about, um, you know, maybe flannel pajamas <laughs> at bed. Maybe there's another alternative. <laughs> but, well, you, but you even have one about uh, have the lights on. Have the lights on. <laughs> and so those are, I've realized after I can write that pretty quickly, and then uh -huh. the editor and people are going, can we soften that up a little? And how do we soften up? Like, why? How do we why soften up? Turn the lights on. <laughs> but what I what I hear now after writing this and the many messages going, because women, uh, that can trigger something in, in a woman going, well, I don't look like the catalog. You know, those clothes don't fit me like they did. Well, they don't fit anyone like they do those supermodels. Mm -hmm. And your husband's not expecting that. But I see how that brings up, maybe it's some insecurities or maybe it's a, ah, I'm not comfortable here. But, but there's some benefits to be able to be, you know, one comfortable with each other, to have those conversations and to be honest. Mm -hmm. I joked, I think I said in the book, it took five years for us to finally turn the lights on. And I said to my wife, like, I like to sleep in the dark, but why would, I mean, this, <laughs> this would be much more enjoyable with the lights on. And, and and I think we've already lost half our audience. <laughs> People are filing out of the studio. No, so it's just it is a sensitive topic. But I think if you can get there, and, and in the book, what we've tried to do is, with Shanti's voice and my voice, both uh, you know a, a male and a female talking about this. This isn't just a book for women to go read and never bring back to their husbands. It's, oh yeah, it's definitely meant uh, to to share these thoughts and have some. You know, we we can't tell you what's right in your relationship, but. Or, or exactly how your husband's feeling or this, but there's a lot of stuff that this brings up, but we've got to address it and not pretend that, that it doesn't exist. Well, you, you've been ministering at, at porn conventions and trying to win these, the stars and the people there, and you've done a fabulous job. We've actually, you at Life Outreach, we've actually helped support their outreaches no. to men who are trapped, to women who are trapped, or either that's the way they think they have to make their living. You've been able to lead a lot of people to the Lord. The porn issue is very, very big because men are visual, and now then it's just everywhere. Yeah. You know, I, I actually commented today with some, some woman was on uh, one of the channels on television, news channel. News I said, channel. Well, she almost wore a dress. <laughs> she almost wore a dress. This is our and, news channel. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, you know, like a half a dress. You know, the bottom half's not there. And this is the, this is the way they are. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very visual age, and pornography, or you take the Internet and kids or so, they can navigate beyond anything yeah. any of us comprehend, but you can be led right down the line into where you're in a trap or curiosity, say what that, 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 and, and people have that curiosity and they find themselves trapped. All right, let's face it. We had Craig Groeschel here. They have 70,000 people. Think about this, attending every weekend. That's a pretty big church. That's bigger than the Joel Osteen church. He's got a, probably a church that goes from age 22 up to maybe 30 to 35, <laughs> very young people. He said, when we talk to the men and we start, we assume that they are all addicted to porn. 
And he said, we are pleasantly, shockingly surprised when we find one that's not. All right, you deal with that very yeah. real issue. You have questions that people ask and how they approach. The one thing I see, and you tell me if I'm right about this, because I feel like if the church doesn't get involved till we can talk about the very real tension this is building and, and, and really for your children to be trapped so quickly. And here's the yeah. shocker. Now we're finding it's not just men that are trapped, but women. Yeah. Very high levels also trapped. So something is not going right in relationship anymore. It's being damaged. And we, the church, and couples don't seem to know how to deal with it. We're, we're going to actually continue. We're going to be in another program and, and, and talk about this. The content in the book is something that you really do need to get and look at because you're going to find a lot of help. And you're going to know how to deal with your children in a way that are going to be so exposed to this. And that means men and women, boys and girls. And, and I think you all have done a great job of, of trying to help. Let me just say this to all of you who, who are watching right now. If, if there's something going on that you know is you're, just, you're, you're distressed, and maybe you thought, well, maybe maybe I didn't understand how my husband was wired. Maybe I was looking at myself the wrong way or feeling compared or whatever, and that wasn't even what's happening. The man may be trapped. He may be hurting. He needs someone to talk to. Here's what I'd like to say. You may be the man. You're trapped or you're distracted. You say, who do I talk to? Well, you can call that prayer line. You don't have to give your name. Or you can just give a first name and say, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. I need to find that safe place, and I would like to have the book. And, or you may call and say, we got issues. Uh, it's, my husband's got this problem, I see. Maybe I didn't handle it right. Would you just pray with me? You don't have to go into too much detail. Father, I pray for every person right now that somehow what's been shared has, has struck a nerve. And I pray, God, that it will release healing sensations throughout the body that I can be whole. We can be whole. We can understand one another. We can fight the battle together, not battle against one another while we're in the battle. Dear God, please show the church how to help people that are defeated and hurting and pastors and church leaders that don't know who to talk to. Dear God, please let us find the safe place in the safest family, your family, with the ultimate Father, with you, God. I pray for every person that is watching in Jesus' name. You want to share your heart, you do it. Do you appreciate Shante? And do you appreciate Craig sharing? I, I really hope the book is in the bookstores. You can go online, you can get it. I hope that you will. And I, I want to talk to you some more. We, we may even touch on some of the questions I want you all to be thinking. What, what do we want to talk about in the next program to help people see that there is hope and there is help and that we can offer that help and that hope freely? Isn't that the primary thing you want, Greg, as a church leader and a pastor? You want people to know the help is there and they can feel safe coming for it. I mean, the biggest thing with this issue is uh, you feel like you're the only one, and yet it's the exact opposite. Um, man, you're not alone in this uh, journey or this battle. And it's an isolated problem because a lot of times it's in the dark. Nobody knows about it. You've kept it from the Lord. You kept it from your spouse. You kept it from your kids. Kept it from your parents. Um, but man, God knows um, what you're going through, and there is a way out. And one of the things we've got to be able to see, and we'll talk about this next program, when a, when a husband's struggling and a wife's praying for him, a lot of times that man needs other men that will gather around him and help him. And I mean, walk this thing out. This is this where church functions. You know what our viewers have learned over the years is one of the greatest joys is when they see a, a legitimate need and they find a legitimate, effective way to meet it. And that's why what I think you all are trying to do yeah. is not only a legitimate need, but you're offering legitimate help. I want you to look. I want you to see a legitimate need that we've got a perfect answer for. And here's what you do need to see. 
you are a very big, if not the biggest part of the answer. Watch. We see it every time we come here. Precious mothers, worry etched deep into their faces, having done all they can to keep their babies alive. It's a parent's nightmare, this desperate powerlessness. But it is a cruel reality in this place. Each mother has fought through drought, scarcity, and disease. Now, she has no choice but merely looking on as her child struggles for each breath, reduced to silent observers because they can do nothing else. Each mother would gladly trade places with their little ones if they could. Instead, they do the only thing they can. Watch and hope that someone can somehow offer a miracle. Now, you too have seen, but unlike these mothers, you are not powerless. You have the ability to offer a miracle. With your help, Mission Feeding can provide life-giving nourishment in the villages where the need is great. Please, don't just watch. They're waiting for you to extend a hand of help right now. You know, I want us to come back to that little child that, that uh, just turned over and looked. Uh, because I really felt, I felt a connection, even though I'm, I'm looking at the video, my, our grandson Chris was there. <clears throat> Peter Pretorius, of course, was there and the other mission workers. But here's that precious little baby with mom looking on. And that little baby, as all of them you saw, they're looking up at the very person you would think could give them what they need, but they can't because they too are starving. Many of the mothers, the, the milk dries up and they don't have any breast milk. And uh, they end up in, the, in one of those malnutrition clinics where we set those up as the last hope. We try to get them the 400,000 we've got located in, in right now in various areas to feed them, but we need your help to feed those 400,000 that we've located to keep them from getting to that point. But that little child, as that baby turned and looked to the side, I felt like Betty, the, the child was saying, I looked to mom and now I'm looking to you. And my answer is, Betty and I are gonna send a, a, a very strong gift as, as much as we can right now. And we're gonna help because $30 or 50 or 100, we can feed three children. 50, we can feed five. 100 we can feed 10 and keep them from ending up there. So we are the answer to that little child's look and that child's hope and that mother's hope. Absolutely, and that mother has nowhere else to look but, but to pray and to say, someone help me. This is my baby that I love so much. This is my baby that's looking up at me and saying, Mama, I'm hungry. This is a solution that can be easily taken care of if we'll join together and let's get the food to these precious children. It's a simple solution, but it's a big situation, a big problem that we need to solve. Please help us. Well, we really are the answer to, to the prayer, to the need, to the heart cry. And I wanna ask you if you would go to lifetoday.org and get your bank card and use it like a check and say, I'm gonna help those children. I'm gonna help those families. I'm gonna be an answer to the heart cry, the need, and the prayer. 
or you can dial the phone number and take your bank card and use it like a check. We not only need to get the food to feed the 400,000 that we have organized into feeding areas in desperate situations, and I know you want to do that, but we also have a critical need. We need a miracle right now. We've got to add eight 10-ton trucks in order to deliver the food to all different areas. Over the years, we've given scores and scores of trucks. But right now, we need these trucks, and that's a miracle. So for $300,000, we need more than 75,000 new bowls, they're telling us, to go into the feeding areas. If you can help with that, please make the gift God put on your heart. We have some special gifts to send you to say thanks, but you're going to be giving that mother and those, those children like you saw and so many others, you're going to be giving them a future and a hope. Please, right now, go online, lifetoday.org, or dial that number, and please make the gift that God puts on your heart. Thank you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, able to feed and care for over 400,000 children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With previous food reserves gone and malnutrition levels in Angola rising due to increased food scarcity, we desperately need to replenish our supplies for our feeding programs immediately. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Also, please consider an additional gift toward our $316,000 goal to provide eight all-wheel drive trucks and 76,000 new bowls for the children. As our thank you, we'll send you this soft-cover journal Bible featuring the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs for your devotional time in the Word. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request the complete Holy Bible Journal Edition, perfect for keeping notes and insights as you read and study. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You don't have to wonder if what we do works. It works miracles. Love works miracles. The only way we can feed is because of the miracle of love. The gifts that we're sending you to help you grow in your spiritual life are gifts of love. If you'd like to have Shante's and Craig's book, Through a Man's Eyes, helping women understand the visual nature of men, that's not so that you simply tolerate it. You understand it and you begin to effectively address it for the benefit of everyone. This is especially important for your children and your grandchildren because, boy, they're exposed. Shanti said it's a minefield. It's a minefield, too. And, I mean, it's just constantly been assaulted by images and enticement to take people away from even being able to live in, under self-control and God control. And uh, I want you to know if you'd like to have the book, not only is it in the bookstores, but you help us feed those kids, we'll send you one. Just ask for it because we want to be a blessing to you and those you love. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to Sean Taylor. Thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about a very serious subject that I think is needed right now for us to address. Thank you for watching. Tell your friends to watch live today.
song, Be Careful Little Eyes What You See, right? It took on a whole new meaning. Digging deeper into man's visual nature tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.